BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hey, man. And Fernando. Hey, hey, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. We're going to discuss what's going on in Memphis, Tennessee, after... Tyree Nichols was seen beaten by police officers. We're also going to discuss what happened when it comes to Georgia. There is a protest going on right now. Evidently, Georgia wants to build a thing they're calling Cop City. Just when you thought the police state wasn't enough. We need to add (laughs) Cop City. (laughs) Population, cops. Okay. We're going to get into what's happening when it comes to the building of said cop city, mm. a fascinating, sad turn of events and something that we need to highlight a little bit here on this show. We will discuss that. Also, we have the audio of Paul Pelosi getting attacked Ugh. with a hammer. So it's really a lot to do with police officers in this episode. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, in the case of Paul Pelosi, it was a good thing that they were there. Yes. In other cases, uh, perhaps they do not act. Uh, quite as professionally. So we will definitely discuss that and more. But before all of that, let's get to COVID. Everybody's favorite conversation. There's a new horror movie out right now called Sick. And I really uh, wanted to see it. And then the first line is, in 2021, COVID said, you know, whatever, uh, COVID stopped the world. And I was like, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, I'm I not know. watching a movie about COVID yet. It's too, too fresh. Soon. Too soon. I can't even watch movies about WW2 at this point. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo, the former governor of New York State. Of course, his brother Cuomo, mm-hmm. he's got his TV show. It's on News Nation now. Ooh. Pretty exciting. It's called Cuomo. And yeah, <laughs> if you were wondering, he's still an asshole. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shocker. As 1,000 people were dying per day in New York, Ugh. much of that because of Andrew Cuomo's policy to send elderly people who were infected with COVID back to retirement homes where then they could infect other elderly people that led to the death of at least 16,000 individuals. Yikes. Also because of politics, he rejected the Navy vessel that was sent by the United States government to house people who had covid and uh, who needed to isolate. Andrew said, no, we don't want any of that. It's pretty disgusting politics at play. 
That's exactly what it was. And of course, Cuomo used COVID as a massive smokescreen in order to gain more notoriety and more national fame. He also got himself a book deal as someone who has kind of tangentially written a book or at the very least encouraged Marcus while writing. And isn't that more difficult than writing a book? Wow. Mm -hmm. The muse. Cuomo got a five million (laughs) dollars. He got five million bucks to sit on his Italian took us and write a book praising himself. Oh, neat. So it was $5.1 million. It's a COVID memoir. Mm. A thousand residents were dying per day. And this just came out now. Now, obviously, Cuomo, he also won a television Emmy because he was giving press conferences every single day. Mm -hmm. Everyone said he's the strong leader. We need to stand up to Donald Trump because he's also an asshole and two wrongs don't necessarily make a right. I'm not sure if we ever need a national leader from the state of New York again, because as we're (laughs) seeing, the state of New York and the city of New York City doesn't necessarily breed the best leadership. We'll discuss Eric Adams a little bit further on as we discuss police brutality uh, coming up here later in the episode. Of course, Eric Adams, former NYPD. And when it comes to race, when it comes to skin color, Mm -hmm. let's make it clear right now, they are blue. They ain't black. They ain't white. They're Asian. Once you're a police officer, you're, you're an avatar. Mm, you are blue and that's the thing that's the most important and we'll discuss that in the context of again what happened in memphis tennessee and i'm going to play a little sound from ben crump who uh not just a fantastic first name but also a good dude (laughs) interesting documentary on him out as well a civil rights attorney who has been on the front lines of fighting for justice in this country for a long long time so recently uh released emails Spanning from March 30th to April 18th, this was the deadliest time of the pandemic, right? In New York State and New York City. Deadliest time of the pandemic. It was refrigerated trucks outside of hospitals, right? It was brutal. It was watching the news. Scary. Bodies were literally rotting on Grand Avenue right by our house on Metropolitan. You could almost smell them. And you're like, ooh, is there a parade? No, they are all corpses. And sadly enough, they didn't even have refrigerated boxes. They were just in a borderline U-Haul for corpses. And you would walk by, no joke, and be like, something smells a little fishy. Hmm, wonder what that is. Two days later, I read the New York Post. It's It's literally a truck. Full of dead freaking bodies. So as the peak of the pandemic is happening, Andrew Cuomo is up there telling us all the great work he's done. I'm Italian. (laughs) But in reality, he wasn't doing jack shit. The email suggests that work on Cuomo's book by his staffers started far earlier than previously detailed. And COVID was just kind of a gift. Where he's wow. like, now we've got ourselves a hook. Whoa. So he had been planning on writing this dumbass autobiography or biography for a long time. And then he saw COVID mm. as the thing that Cuomo needs in order to propel him into the national wow. conversation. Oh, so it just reminds you again that what they say to our face is not at all what they are doing behind the scenes. And especially with uh, Andrew Cuomo. My God, this guy was only focused on himself, his own political power, 
and did not care whatsoever about the elderly people and people of all ages that mm-hmm. were dying in New York. As a matter of fact, I remember one press conference where a reporter was like, don't you feel bad for having these people dying under your watch because of your policy? And he said, I can't believe you would say that about me. Wow. Oh my God. I had my grandmother died. Okay. And he pretended like he was a victim. And it's like, bro, first of all, your family's fine. Has been fine for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Fine. And second of all, it's your policies that are actively leading to the death of individuals that you are supposed to be taking care of, or at the very least, staying out of their way so they can live a fruitful life. None of that was happening. Uh, The memoir was drove, this is according to one of the people that worked with Cuomo. Um, He says that they drove the narrative, Andrew Cuomo, as the self-appointed pandemic god. That's what he wanted. He wanted to be known as the self appointed pandemic God. And who doesn't want to be a pandemic God? I'm playing God of War Ragnarok right now. (laughs) And I'll tell you one thing, that pandemic God that you have to fight (laughs) really good. Cause if you get hit by him, you got to lay in bed for two weeks and isolate. And it is just (laughs) sad for, it's sad for Kratos, 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 Kratos. It's sad for him to be alone. Yes, of course. And of course, Kratos doesn't get a book deal out of any of that. Yeah. Andrew goes on to say, uh, or according to this dude, uh, he goes on to say that Cuomo, he says uh, they knew they were working on a book and they wanted to portray themselves as pandemic warriors. So there you go. Uh, Cuomo's book, for those that don't know, it's called American Crisis. Leadership lessons from the COVID-19 pandemic. And you know that he learned so much because it was published in October of 2020. Oh, isn't it like that was was kind of the start, right? That's when people realized what I had realized a little bit earlier, which is this is going to take forever and these governments are going to fucking screw us over every chance they can. Yes. (laughs) And then October 2020 was seriously made not even halftime. Right. That's the end of the first quarter. Right. Right. Yes. We had three quarters more to go in this GD thing. And Cuomo had the audacity to write a book again calling himself the pandemic god, mm. American crisis, leadership lessons from the COVID-19 pandemic. It makes sense now, though, that they released it then because they were already working on it for a while. Exactly. And then they were just like, the thing. now we got a new spin on it. It's like the guy who made the Cosby book who had to shoehorn in all the rape accusations. Oh, right. He's like, yeah. I wrote the book. Right. Now the hook. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you remember that the Cosby, the Cosby biography came oh, out no. like a week before he went on trial and everyone's like, you're missing a couple of chapters. <laughs> yeah. There's some details. Yeah. And this book about Cuomo is certainly missing a couple of chapters as well. Oh, Lordy. So with the Cuomos, I get the impression that they always have a the end goal of fame in mind. Like, you know, the, the TV show Something that his brother like has. That. Yeah. He's happy. That was the goal. Mm. I think that, you know, it was obvious that he didn't really care about any of these people. It's obvious now he never cared about anyone in New York. Mm. And it was a massive move to just try to be famous. Yeah. I mean, they're always kind of living in their father's shadow. Mario Cuomo was one of the greatest governors that New York ever had. Was uh, he? I don't know anymore because now I have a lot of questions about Cuomo's. I got a they lot of Cuomo questions. They just said vote for Cuomo, not the homo, and then Ed Koch wasn't able to be governor, even though he would have done a better job, despite the fact Ed Koch did make a mistake of criticizing every single New Yorker except for people who live in New York City. Exactly. Which was most of New York. <laughs> right, so there you go. Mario Cuomo winning on homophobic rhetoric. He did! Basically. He's Italian! Hey, I'm Italian over here. And so now Andrew obviously went and followed in Mario's footsteps and became governor as well, now disgraced. But Chris Cuomo, he never really 
was able to succeed in politics. So that's why he went for journalism. So. Absolutely. And of course, Chris Cuomo having to step down from CNN once it was found out that he colluded with his brother about trying to skirt sexual harassment issues and obviously, again, cover up the massive COVID scandal that led to the deaths of thousands of people. Let's move coast. Let's go to the West Coast, a new California law. It empowers the state medical board to punish doctors for spreading COVID-19 misinformation. A federal judge has now... Uh, held up that ruling, uh, saying that it violates the First Amendment. Judge William B. Shubb of the U.S. District Court of the Eastern District of California temporarily halted the law after opponents of the measure began the process of challenging it in court. Five doctors sued state leaders, claiming the law is a violation of their First Amendment rights to free speech and an expression of their 14th Amendment rights to due process of the law. I'm in favor of what this judge did. I'm against this law because to be honest with you, I don't trust the people in charge to tell me what's in misinformation or just straight up information. Mm. Because especially as we saw with COVID um, in New York, there was a lot of misinformation that was coming straight from the governor's mouth. And if you had the audacity to even question it, you were considered a heretic. And the same thing happened in California. If you do agree, I mean, we had... Can you imagine if this was done on a federal level? We had Donald Trump literally be like, drink bleach. Mm -hmm. And then we had, you know, every every different idea under the sun was expressed by different governors in different states across the country. So my question is, who is deciding what's misinformation and what's information? Because oftentimes they'll claim something is misinformation if it is true because it hurts them politically. Look what happened with Nancy Pelosi when she went to go get her hair cut and mm-hmm. they filmed it. And she was like, it was a sting operation. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, bitch, you went to go get your hair cut and they got you on camera. You're on camera now. All right. And also the- with Gavin Newsom when he had the massive dinner yes. with everybody with around. No mask. The who's who of who is benefiting from COVID. So I just don't trust the people who are telling me what's information and what's misinformation. If you're Alex Jones is allowed to speak and then you're allowed to say, you know what? I don't think it did turn the frogs gay. (laughs) Uh, I want to do a Seinfeld impression. The chemicals are turning the frogs gay. That's really good for you. You But you have to say, what's the deal? What's the deal? With making the frogs gay. Yeah. But they're, gay. they're already they're hopping around on their dicks. <laughs> I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back, Ben. I think, okay, I don't want my doctor going on Facebook, seeing some COVID BS, and then coming to the office and spouting that he BS. He shouldn't be a doctor then. But, okay. So don't I, go to the doctor. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You should take everything everyone says with a grain of salt. But I also, I, I, I agree with the ACLU. This is a little bit gratuitous. It's a bit overreaching. This is their First Amendment. But I also kind of see the reasoning. Doctor, you believe everything a doctor says. No, I don't. Uh, okay, Who believes me? Can he finish? Can he finish? He can finish. Can he finish? I, just, I disagree with the premise of you believe everything a doctor says because the doctor, every time I go, they tell me I got to lose weight. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't He's believe that. It. It's misinformation. I should gain weight. <laughs> but we have to be realistic. When a doctor says something, you take it as legitimate. Even even if it is. When was the, the last time you took Dr. Ben Timon Carson? Benjamin, let seriously. Can no, he finish? Can he finish? He's a brain it's surgeon. Like Ross Perot. And an all you can eat buffet. Well, no, no, because <laughs> I'm going to say, no, I will let you finish, but no. I will say this. I was watching Fox News flipping <laughs> through, and Dr. Dr. Brain Surgeon Ben Carson calls Q, uh, not conspiracy <laughs> well, theory. Yeah. He says people who. Um, subscribe to Q theory. Practitioners of Q. Okay. And it's not Q theory. It's not Q it's theory. It's bullshit. It's a conspiracy <laughs> theory. 
I think that some of the dumbest people we've ever known are doctors. Okay. But there I will continue. So, I'm not talking Dr. about Ben Carson and Dr. Oz. I'm not talking about Ben Carson, You're Dr. About your Phil, doctor. Or Dr. Oz. Yes, I'm talking about, you know, I don't know, Dr. Salinas. Let's just pick a random. I'm talking about the person I'm having a medical conversation with. I don't want them tell me, well, I don't know if these vaccines don't work. You know, I, that's that is that's dangerous. That's dangerous. I would say ben. it's only dangerous if they don't give you the vaccine. Like they, they yes. can be like, here's all the information, you know, um, right. There They're, are, they some are, adver- there are adverse effects to yes. the vaccine. If yes. you do have a very specific, mm-hmm. I'm fucking this above my pay grade, <laughs> but I know people have had adverse effects mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. So if you do have a, a history of whatever it might be, right. They'd be like, okay, maybe be cautious taking any vaccines because of your genetic history. Right. If they stop you from taking the vaccine, that's one thing. Yes. But if they just tell you, be like, I don't know, maybe whatever, be like, all right, doc, I don't give a fuck poke me mm-hmm. i think that's the difference like i don't care if my doctor tells me something i'll just disagree with them and again go right to randy's donuts and get my myself an eclair <laughs> right but but we do i want the courts stepping in and going your doctor can't give you an opinion no well this right. is also the doctors are the ones who are suing but this is actually from the government as well mm-hmm. so this would be like if a government official had a different opinion than someone like gavin newsom all of a sudden, this would be like barred speech on social media mm-hmm. and things like that. So I'm just saying we need if we're going to if we're going to have the marketplace of ideas, you really can't ban air quotes misinformation because one person's misinformation is another person's fact. Look at JFK. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, it is a slippery slope of defining misinformation because also science changes all the time too. Right. the CDC. I remember they were saying one thing when it all started and all the scientists and all the doctors were slowly trying to figure out everything as we went along. So it's like what somebody said three months ago may no longer be true, whether they're doing it disingenuously or not. I mean, three months later, look at the food pyramid. The food pyramid came out after we had a whole dairy subsidy and they're like, <laughs> you know what? Let's bump cheese up. Uh-huh. Cheese is going to be crucial. And okay. no other country is like, you're going to want, want that more large. Cheese, yeah. You're going to want more cow And, and I remember the grains. It was like, you should eat more grains. All the grains. And grains then, is good, though. Grains is good. But it's then the carbs. Next, it depends on who you are. Again, depends on your doctor and your own health. It does. But then the next Oprah episode be like, eggs? They're going to turn your kid into some <laughs> kind of eggs are going to turn your kid into a gay frog. <laughs> These eggs are turning the frogs gay. And then it's, the next week would be like, Eggs will save your kid from being a gay frog. Oh, okay. I think it's uh, it's the difference, too, between people that understand that science is something that we learn and yes. the opinion changes. So, hey, we were yeah, wrong science before. changes. We were wrong Not before. Not even the opinion, the facts the change. The facts change. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you know, we used to understand math in first grade is very different from the math you learn in high school. Biology you learn in first grade is very different from the biology you understand in high school. I never mm. understood any of it. Oh. I kind of got biology a little bit more because I'd be like, Ding dongs, oh. balls. <laughs> okay, but math. Oh my god! I, yeah. I was I watched a YouTube video of this German woman trying to explain the theory of relativity, and I I kind of get the theory, mm-hmm. but then she broke it down in math terms, and there was a bunch of squiggles and stuff, and I was just like, <laughs> Nah, my brain, no, 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 now nah, I'm dumb again. Oh god! You but, know, Ben, you'd sound like you'd be a great TV doctor. Mm-hmm. I think I would be great. You're We're gonna love it. We're booking him now, Doctor Missile Kissel. But meanwhile, <laughs> Fernando, your brain sees that, and you can actually read it. I He's think it's engineer. like hieroglyphics. Yeah. But but 
I also, I can be fallacy. I also fall for dumb shit all the time because I trust people who I assume are smarter than me or have more knowledge than me. So if my doctor is spouting dumb misinformation, I might believe it. And that's why I understand where you're coming from. Just having a slight protection from I would say in the world where we're demonizing librarians and teachers and doctors, I still have some faith that the majority of insane ideas in a doctor's office is coming from the patient who just sat down (laughs) and read something on Facebook about, again, how, you know, COVID is a communist conspiracy and how they're only doing this to get rid of Donald Trump. I think more doctors have had to hear wacky bullshit and corrected the record than the opposite. But to your point, Fernando, you are completely correct. Look at pharmaceuticals. Look at the opioid epidemic. Codeine. Codeine and oxy. You can have corruption anywhere. I don't fully see the monetary gain Mm. in corruption when it comes to COVID, other than, of course, the big pharmaceutical companies after we finance their ability to create the vaccine and now they're going to charge us an arm and I like to get it. Yay. Literally. Mm -hmm. So I get what you're saying, but I also feel like I trust the majority of doctors to be telling the truth is we know it scientifically Mm. at the very least. How many most most doctors are not conspiracy theorist psychopaths, but some are out there. Now you see, now I'm almost flipping. Now I'm like, yeah, we need <laughs> it. It worked. Because I was like, too many the missile kissel strikes again. <laughs> I don't know. Your theories have been struck by <laughs> the missile kissel. Whoa, no, now he's flipping. So this no, he's is flipping real. to your side. No, he's flipping, he's staying stronger. <laughs> I I'm no, I, I'm kind of I'm in the middle again. Oh no, he turned into a gay frog <laughs> mid-argument. Oh, man. <laughs> no. Ribbon? <laughs> Ribbit, ribbit. (laughs) Make sure to wear a ribbit if you're going to be having sex. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. So I am fine with the judge. In this case, I am fine with the judge saying, let's halt it Um, again. I just get worried when it comes to blanket statements. We're going to ban misinformation. Free speech overreach. Because... A lot of stuff that we talk about on last podcast on the left and this show. Yes. The authorities would like to think it's misinformation Mm. because the truth is (laughs) really fucked up. And we've done a lot of horrible things. And believe it or not, the 2002 war in Iraq was not about Iraqi freedom. Right. So that's like, you know, they're like, if you do, if you say it's not about freedom. Mm. That would be misinformation mm. right there. Ah. Very, so very they, good point. They brand it 
and then we're supposed to just be like, no, that's the that's what it's there for. Mm. That's the, that's true right there. And then if you come against it, like the Dixie chicks had the audacity to, oh, right, you're right. ruined. Oh, right. Now they're just the chicks. Now they're just the chicks. Drop the dicks. All right. Well, speaking of misinformation, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the inner workings of the Republican National Committee. Ronna McDaniel. Ooh, what a happy meal she is. <laughs> Uh, she says this is her last term. She is the current chair and she will remain the National Republican Committee chair. She beat out a man. Speaking of misinformation, <laughs> but he sells pillows. <gasps> and to be honest, you can lie all you want. There's also his uh, he lost one hundred million dollars because oh, he wow. was pulled out of retailers because people are like, you've hurt your brand. <sighs> of course, I'm talking about Mike Lindell. Uh, the man who knows so much about sleep, he had to do crack for 20 years to avoid it. <laughs> he only got four votes, four votes. Aww. But he was like the Republican people as a whole, Republicans, they like like him. But the institutional, right. the elite Republicans right. Right. did not. So he got four votes. McDaniel, Ronna McDaniel, she won support of 111 committee members who cast their ballots in a secret ballot vote for chair. Again, hmm. why? What are you hiding? Why a secret ballot when it comes to vote, voting for the RNC chair? I, is that? Do you think that that helps people not be persuaded? Or do you think it allows people to be persuaded under the cloak of secrecy? Yes, and yes. I Both. agree. Right. Both. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't want to hurt their feelings. But right. you can also then show up and give them a bunch of money and be like, just just vote for me, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And also, most people don't even know who these committee members are half the time. So it's, it's like the Oscars or yeah. the Emmys. Who's yeah, voting yeah. for this Who's stuff? Who's voting for this stuff? It's the Academy. So there was 168 members that uh, they were needed. So you need to get a majority of 168 members. Obviously, McDaniel getting support of 111 gave her the majority. And as I said, Mike Lindell only received four votes. Aww. And it's really sad. Now, see, that's where I'd want to know the secret. Who, who, who which voted? four people <laughs> voted for Lindell? You can tell by the four people who are talking to him right after. Aww. Yeah, the four people who are really sleepy with crooks in their neck because his pillows suck. Aww. <laughs> that's the worst. Uh, RNC uh, committee member from California, Harmeet Dillon. And you might recognize her if you watch uh, any of the television news networks specifically. Uh, Newsmax, One America News, or Fox News, although Newsmax and One America News are now off of DirecTV. Uh, she won 51 uh, votes. So again, it was a pretty easy competition for McDaniel. After all, despite the fact in a normal world, you would think that she would no longer be committee chair yeah. because of what happened uh, in the, the most races. recent election mm -hmm. in 2022 as Republican wave. This is the Republican red wave. Uh, did not uh, come to fruition. It was a trickle. Yeah, I think, if anything, she probably balances out, well, sure, we didn't take the Senate, but we took back the House, and she probably takes a lot of credit for that. But, I mean, keep in mind, 2020, 2022, this is all in her watch. So in normal circumstances, if she had normal, regular mainstream competition, right. you think that, yeah, she'd probably not, or even just not run again, honestly, for chair. Right, I think that she did because she was like, all right, I guess I'm. It's, it's either me or the my pillow guy. So I, I right. hang in here. I've got to do it. Also, when it comes to Direct TV, I'm certainly not can. I'm not telling anyone to cancel their AT and T uh, subscriptions. Uh, it's unfortunate that you really can't. By the <laughs> way, but a lot of people were very upset because Direct TV did drop Newsmax and One American News, obviously previously. So Rand Paul was like, "You got to get rid of AT and T and <laughs> Direct TV." I personally wish that they wouldn't have gotten rid of Newsmax or One American News because it's not like if you turn the channel, they're not talking. 
You know, so I feel like it's <laughs> okay. better to know because a lot of people say a lot of dumb fucking things oh, on that yeah, shit yeah, yeah. on those shows. Sure. A lot of politicians like Lauren Boebert and the likes. Right. They feel like it's a safe space for them. Mm-hmm. And so I disagree with DirecTV. They said that it was more of a um, contractual situation and not so political. Either way, it's been politicized naturally. It's a political network. But I am of the mind, again, of just banning things is not the answer because so many people were celebrating that Newsmax is off TV. And I'm like, I kind of want to I want to hear what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, you're going to be completely blindsided like we were in 2016. Right. I mean, it's people who leave Fox News, go get jobs at Newsmax. Eric Bowling. Yeah, you're getting like the B crowd, the Bowlings. (laughs) Um, And then I still really had an appreciation for OAN because on January 6th, it was the only network that I found that was showing uh, Trump's speech and Giuliani. Everyone was speaking right before the insurrection. They were airing the entire thing in full. I remember texting you, Ben, and our old roommate, Mike. Shout out to Mike Epps. He's getting married soon. And just being like, you guys won't believe it. Giuliani's off of his fucking rocker. And Mm. then uh, I'd switch over to C-SPAN and watch him counting the votes. And then slowly but surely, OAN and C-SPAN, the coverage just merged. (laughs) It merged. And OAN also, when uh, I believe it was when Trump was being impeached, and perhaps it was also uh, the people that decided to approve the election of 2020. Mm -hmm. Didn't they scroll their names on a tombstone? About 3 a.m. after the January 6th was over. all the Republicans that said, let's let's just go forward with Biden as president, they put their names on a tombstone. They put it on with a weird tombstone. That's the other thing about OAN. The graphics were all made by high school seniors. Seriously. (laughs) And it was just, yeah, it was a tombstone and it had all the Republican senators who literally all they did was vote to count the votes, the electoral votes that day. And OAN had a rest in peace graphic and that was it that's the last time i've watched oan <laughs> i can't think of uh, maybe i'm just giving the benefit of the doubt and i shouldn't be i can't imagine turning to newsmax or one american news and be like nah i get it right, right, like, right did they right, convinced right. anybody i mean aren't you already brained or, i don't want to say branded aren't you already brainwashed when you go there when you just turn aren't it, you already a part of the cult i mean you know i watch it for the lols it's hilarious yeah but it is one of those things where it's like if we're just going to be banning misinformation for, from doctors to tv people to pundits to everybody i mean then you're just going to lose this wacky ass voice. <laughs> well, the wacky voice, but also these people vote and they're allowed to speak. Also, right. when it comes to speech, Elon Musk just met with uh, Kevin McCarthy. Obviously, Kevin McCarthy, he's the Ooh. head of the house. He just celebrated a birthday this week. Oh, happy birthday, Ooh. Kevin. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Uh-huh. It's it's hey, Katara Kevin. doing this. <laughs> yes. uh, it's, it's Katara. Katara burst out of a cake. It's farm. me, Mr. Devaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Speaker. God, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. What's your name? It's me, Anthony Devalda. Oh, no, again. <laughs> so spicy. Again. <laughs> These drag queens got to stay out of my house. <laughs> well, speaking of January 6th, Julian Cater, uh, his name, uh, you could lose the K because he is a hater. It's K-H-A-T-E-R. And I want to publicly apologize for that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Julian Cater <laughs> was sentenced to uh, six years in federal prison after um, the death of police officer Brian Sicknick. Uh, what happened basically, again, we all know it. The mob attacked the U.S. Capitol. 
Cater had a bunch of uh, pepper spray, mm-hmm. and he was like, this is the time to season up these cops. Oh, and he sprayed a bunch of pepper spray on Sick Nick. Uh, Sick Nick did later die, not just from that, but of course, that didn't help. Right. Sick Nick ended up suffering two strokes and, quote, died of natural causes. I... They're natural, but also sort of like spurred on. Yeah. If you fly through your windshield, is that natural? Because like physics the, is natural, but physics the, is, but, but the accident you didn't, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a misnomer <laughs> that he died of natural causes. Nonetheless, Julian Cater, uh, he has been sentenced to six years and eight months of imprisonment, and uh, people continue to go down for what happened with January six. But as we'll talk about here in a moment. There does seem to be a little bit of a disparity Mm. when it comes to sentencing, specifically going back to what's going on in Georgia right now with the formation of Cop City. So this is the most recent conviction and sentencing of a January 6th rioter. This is Julian Cater once again. And there are still politicians out there who want to pretend like it was nothing more than a peaceful protest and things just got a little out of hand or it was Antifa. Mm. None of it's real. And this person is, uh, again, to have to play a little bit of sympathy. They got speaking of misinformation, but it was coming from the president of the United States. Right. Carried away. He also carried mace with him or pepper spray to the Capitol. Why that? You don't show that to to, do something. He showed up to do something. He knew exactly what he Mm -hmm. was doing. Maybe he subscribed to Q theory. Uh, (laughs) He was a Q believer. Oh, is that Q? Is every time you fix someone else's brain, did yours take a little off the top? Oh, you're talking is about Ben what, Carson. Is that what happened with Ben Carson? Well, oh. he is a doctor. He's like, I can't. That's that's just one of the reasons why. If you're a neurosurgeon, you just work on it. I don't need to hear what you have to say <laughs> because it's, opinions are real weird. And if you are going to get into the medical sciences, you love blood, bones, and brains. You might be kind of strange. Right. It's a little strange. (laughs) BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So let's move on from there. I want to talk about this. This is happening in Georgia. It is a $90 million project. It uh, takes over 100 acres of forest and it's being dubbed Cop City. Now, what is Cop City? Cop City is a training facility for officers to go learn how to kill people quicker and off camera. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) But what happened here is really unbelievably depressing. So there was a there was a dude. He was an activist. Uh, He went by the name. What was his nickname? Tortuguita. 
which means little turtle. That's so cute. Mm. He was killed by a police officer. They were carrying out a raid at a protest camp in a wooded era area in Atlanta, Georgia. Now the people were protesting, being like, can you not deforest this area for your little cop city? Why do you need this? Mm -hmm. Again, there's many more places that police can train and police do need more training. This is according to Corey Bush, a Democrat out of Missouri. They called for an independent investigation into the police killing of Tortuguita Mm -hmm. this week, echoing activist calls. This is what Bush said on Twitter. They say last week, police killed Tortuguita, a climate justice protester in Atlanta who was defending a forest set to be destroyed for Cop City, a police training center. She goes on, I am calling for an independent investigation into their death. There must be accountability. Um, Talib, also obviously of the squad, whatever. I don't even think they like each other, whatever. Rashida Talib, a Democrat out of Michigan as well. This is what she had to say. She says, I echo Rep Bush's call for an independent investigation. We demand justice for Tortuguita. I stand with the forest protectors righteously fighting Cop City. All right. So they're doing politics. They're playing the political game. In this case, I do happen to agree that this man did not deserve to die because he was attempting to stand up and protect 100 acres of wildlife that doesn't need to be tore down in order to create a police training facility, again, called Cop City. This is my thoughts. Isn't this the training? Hmm. Mm. If you're the cops, isn't this the training? Do you need Cop City? You have protesters. They are there. They're peacefully protesting. You're a cop. And then they just go and kill a person. And then they have also been doing violent raids, taking right. people out. It, why isn't this should be the training chance? This should be the chance that they get to like peacefully disperse protesters, to discuss with right. protesters, right. de-escalation. Right. Why do you need to? It's just there's something so ironic about, you know, killing one, moving others. Being extremely violent in doing so in order to tear down a forest, in order to create a cop city where theoretically officers are going to learn how to better act when they're on parole. Or I'm sorry, when they're on patrol. Yeah. Because this officer needs to be on parole. So it seems like the chance to uh, practice being a cop is right in front of them. And they're really missing an opportunity. It's It's like a kid who doesn't want to play basketball until he gets the nicest shoes. Mm. And it's like, no, just, just go practice. Just go practice. Right. This is practice. You have a situation that's occurring. Mm-hmm. You don't need cop city in order to practice being an officer. Isn't it called being a cop? They're they're really dropping the ball with this whole everything that's happening. The reason yeah. I originally heard about this story was someone was comparing what happened in January 6th and how he got six years versus these protesters. They're being charged with. 35 years up to, and up to, up to 35, 35 years, years in prison. terrorism. A domestic terrorism yes, charge. So insane. Actual domestic terrorism, actual domestic terrorists weren't charged with this. But right. but people who are just protecting the forest from Cop City, they're facing these types of charges. They're being murdered for what they're they're doing. Right. And it's, it's almost like you're waiting for a Republican politician like Brian Kemp to come out and be like, see, this is why we need Cop City. These guys don't know what they're doing. Like, they need more training. But to your point, Ben, it's like, no, this just proves the point that $90 million of taxpayer dollars. million and 100 acres of taxpayer land. Right, exactly. Yes. And it's just like, what is that for? You're you're already failing. Isn't there an Amazon warehouse that they could fill? Yeah. There are just so many other options. And the idea that 
we're not going to get better cops unless they have this wonderful little mm-hmm. fake town to go fake arrest people in. It is asinine. No other place needs this. Right. I don't. Maybe if there was something on a federal level, if there were some lands in Montana and Montana was like, you can buy them police forces and come train, whatever. Yeah. This is Atlanta, Georgia. Not a, not exactly a bunch of space to go around for mm-hmm. the city. And this is what the city wants to do with it. I don't understand the need for it. And the irony, again, is this is the practice that they need. And I don't get why the officers weren't told uh, how to deal with the protesters properly. And also, where are the civil libertarians? Where are the people who are like, you're taking 100 acres of my land. Mm-hmm. You're costing me a nine, $90 million. McDonald's has a university in like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like you tell me these cops need all of this in order not to kill people mm-hmm. while on the job. I don't. I don't know. It to me, it just seems like overkill, and it seems like passing the buck and saying, "Well, violence uh, within the police institution is going to continue because we don't have enough training facilities." Right. Which Giannis Antetokounmpo used to play basketball in bare feet. Well, he's one of the best basketball players in the world. Mm-hmm. You don't need the nicest toys and the nicest accoutrements to be good at your freaking job. Right. It does. It's not the the microphones that make our podcast. It's our no. empathy and our skills. So I don't know about just, empathy, but <laughs> well, I, I don't know about skills. I don't about you yeah. guys. I've Hold seen on. your social media. I don't think you have much empathy, Mister Fernando. <laughs> for nasty loves everybody. Aww, <laughs> yeah. For nasty, but you aren't wrong, Ben. And it's it's that's what the systemic failure, it, and we're yeah. just seeing it. We're yeah. just seeing that it's fail. There is no even the, at the beginning, cops are failing. Even in planning, cops are failing. Even in simple execution, they're failing. And the more money they get, they seem to continue to fail. It's just like, look at this $90 million project when even like you said, it, it doesn't need to go to, what does it need to go cop to? city. It doesn't, it could go to just, um, you know, Detroit. Uh, I mean, the, pick an empty building in Detroit. Also can't, what about like a park or like a, something cool, something that, something that involves school, nature, yeah. or, something that could bring people together. You know, Atlanta does have some beautiful natural art. I like Atlanta. It's a great, great city. I just think this is misguided. And now because of this, it is yeah. because of the shooting. Now there's obviously going to be protests. Mm-hmm. So if you are a politician on either side, all this does, you think the people who were pro cop were thrilled with what happened in Minneapolis. Mm. Well, maybe some, I don't know, right. but it's a nightmare for everyone. Brian Kemp has now declared a state of emergency in, in, in Georgia over cop city protests. So now, you thought the protests were bad in the woods. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be on your freaking streets. On your door. Because the cop shot this little turtle. Oh, And I heard he was in love with a gay frog. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that sad? So Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, he declared a state of emergency following violent protests in Atlanta. Now, when we say violent protests, oftentimes people then just say, well, people must be going crazy. Mm-hmm. As we saw over the pandemic and in previous years, hell, going all the way back and back and back. But just go to Chicago for the Democratic National Convention in the 60s. The cops were the ones escalating the violence. Right, right. Now, I will say when Rage Against the Machine had a concert and they sent all of their fans <laughs> loose, the fans went a little nuts. OK, so it does happen. There's no denying that. Right. But when it comes to what we're about to see in Georgia, They have a thousand National Guard troops. They're ready to respond. 
and they are getting ready for mass protests again after authorities killed the environmental protester. He was shot by a state trooper. Protesters opposed the construction of the Atlantic Public Safety Center. That's what it's officially called. Again, it's called Cop City. It's in DeKalb's County, South River Forest. Um, there's a group. They're called the Defend the Atlanta Forest. That's the group. SWAT. There was a SWAT raid that came in, and that was when Manuel Tehran Tortuguita was fatally shot. A SWAT raid. On tents. Right. On tents. <laughs> on environmentalists. Yeah. They came through the ceiling, the, 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 the top of the trees. They yeah. slung down yeah. a SWAT raid. And now Brian Kemp is like, we have a state of emergency. Yeah. Violence begets violence and extremism begets extremism. Right. And de-escalation, if no one's doing it, it ain't happening. Right. Please and it should be on the people in the badge with the... Theoretically, the adults, right? The people right. in charge, the people with the power. Authority. Authority. It should be on them to de-escalate, not send your freaking SWAT in. Right. To go get a bunch of glorified political campers right. out of the forest. Yeah. They, I mean, it's insane. They should have de-escalated. Instead, they did the exact opposite. They escalated. Police state leads to state of emergency. Tortuguita's death sparked, sparked global protests against police violence. Uh, vigils were held, were held in Akron, Ohio, all the way to Kurdistan, Kurdistan. So he, it's international. This guy it's, was peaceful. Exactly. It's, it's sad. Uh, you know, he reminds me of uh, Heather Heyer, uh, the woman that was killed during Charlottesville when that mm -hmm. fat fucking piece of shit, uh, drove over her right. with a car as he drove into a crowd of people. This person is now going to go on the wall of other activists who have been, wrongfully killed, mm -hmm. participate in their First Amendment right to protest. To peacefully assemble. And yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it might suck. Is this going to delay the creation of Cop City? I don't know. Figure it the fuck out and listen to the protesters. Figure out if there's some way that you can compromise. Or it doesn't seem to me like this project needs to go forward with $90 million and 100 acres of Atlanta, Georgia land. I, right. And this was... I mean, without a doubt, I think we can all agree they need more practice and need more training. Do they need to create an entire movie set in no. order to do it? No. Right. And I mean, also, if you're a cop, how is that even going to be an accurate depiction? We're going to play some audio here of Paul Pelosi getting hit with a hammer. And actually, you know, the cops were able to help him and save his life. So, of course, we're not saying blanket things against all officers. They're in tricky situations on a regular basis mm -hmm. and they see the worst of people and the job is fucking hard. We all know that this was SWAT sent in to right, right. aggressively disband a bunch of people who were trying to save the forest. A bunch of campers. A bunch of campers. The 26 year old dude, most of them were probably in their 20s. It reminds me a little bit of Occupy, but at least they weren't downtown Manhattan, right. which was a little annoying. Uh, Zuccotti were, Park. Zuccotti Park. Mm. It was in the middle of the freaking woods. <laughs> I don't think the project is needed. Certainly no one needs to die over it. And then third of all, now we're going to have violent protests in the streets. It's going to lead to more violence. Yeah, 100%. And if you're a cop, you're like, we got the playoffs this weekend. Like, no one is happy. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. So anyway, in his, uh, in his state of the state address on Wednesday, Kemp decried the protesters as, quote, out-of-state rioters mm. who, quote, tried to bring violence to the streets of our capital city. He That's said, misinformation. He yeah. said it was, quote, just the latest example of why we here in Georgia 
will always back the blue. Oh my God. <sighs> I, just more. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, so many layers to this. This damn thing. This isn't the first time Kemp just Kemp has called out the National Guard. By the way, Brian Kemp. I know everyone's talking about uh, Ronnie D. Ron mm-hmm. DeSantis out of Florida, <laughs> and of course Donnie T. Donald Trump. But Brian Kemp is positioning himself to be a true contender for 2024. Oh, jeez. Wow. Absolutely. Pro Watch cop, it. you're right. He won in a landslide. He's been going against Trump. He's going to get some support from people who left the Republican Party because he stood up to Trump. He wouldn't give him the votes, the 11,000 votes needed to overturn the election in Georgia. He's going to get the Bill Crystals back. He's going to extend the tent of the Republican Party if his, I mean, his politics were a little bit more traditional Republican. He's not as racist as Ronnie. Yeah, no, openly, maybe. No, 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 I don't know. Racist. I don't know. Yeah. Well, poli- yeah, policy-wise, I do think they're arguing, uh, de- fighting over who could fuck over people more. Yeah. Of course, Brian Kemp, known almost exclusively from an election point of view for purging voter rolls. Right. Uh, uh, he I was in, you're right. He Sorry. was in charge right. of voter rolls. He was sick and, to uh, that, which is total conflict of interest. Yeah. A little bit. So he basically decided to vote is who doesn't vote and yeah. he won. Mm. That might actually be voter fraud, but we're not going to talk about that. Because mm. he won. That's misinformation. <laughs> so the total development is uh, 380 acres of forest land to build, again, a mock city and a tactical training ground. So they're protesting in 100 acres of it, and the total development is going to be 380 acres. So people have been doing tree sit-ins, rallies, and other forms of resistance. It's so expensive. And again, as we mentioned, these protesters are getting treated more sternly than the folks at January 6th. Um, the protesters have been throwing Molotov cocktails at officers. There has been some tear gas employed and rubber bullets. You know, it is a bit, it's sort of like, you know, Palestine versus Israel, where it's like, well, now there's death on both sides, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. Israel tends to win quite handily. Yeah, and, you know, so Molotov cocktails versus a militarized police force. Right. And a SWAT right. team. And a SWAT team. One is going to uh, can, be more powerful than the other. They can murder. A dozen protesters have been charged with domestic terrorism under a state law that can, again, as we mentioned, carry up to 35 years in prison. So if they thought squatting in the forest was hard, wait until they squat in another federal institution, state institution, the prison. What a freaking nightmare. So if you are in Atlanta, please be safe. Peacefully protest. Let them know that, you know, this is not right. Um, there's also been a long, a long history of chemical runoff and uh, a lot of different things have been occurring within the black and brown communities in the county. Um, envi- they call it uh, environmental racism, and it's due to chemical runoff from weapons testing. Wow. So apparently they do a lot of weapons testing there, and those are in areas of um, black or brown perhaps tend to be low income uh, areas. And right. again, I'm fine with pipelines and testing, but they should do it in the suburbs. If everything is fine. Mm, right. Everything, everyone always says it's fine. Flint water is going to be great. It's better than it was. And don't drink it. Then you get to drink it. Then you, you have it. it. If everyone was in it together, mm. that's why I also think we shouldn't fund our school districts based on municipality and Absolutely based on zip not. code. If mm. everyone's in it together, mm-hmm. things will go better, get better. Mm. 
because then your kids are also going to be the ones suffering. All right, before we get to Tyree Nichols, let's play this Paul Pelosi video. So this is a video. It's interesting. Um, The officers arrived to Paul Pelosi's house. Now, I don't know. I think this should put to rest conspiracy theorists, but then other time, uh, other people are like, Paul seemed pretty calm, but the guy is standing there in shorts. He's got his little sweatshirt on. He's got shoes on. Paul is in his skibbies and Paul is very calm. But mm-hmm. my response to that is if someone invades your home, I get, I think that's the right answer. If they have a hammer, like, yeah. Hey, buddy, let's, uh, what are we doing? you know what we're going to do? Let's think about it. Right. What are we doing here? Let's calm down. South Park's on. <laughs> Watch a little South Park. Paul Pelosi is very good at uh, de-escalation, it would seem. It does seem. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, the cops actually, um, they waited a little bit mm. in order to detain Mr. DePepe. Again, that was the man holding the hammer. So let's just play the sound. And uh, I think it's just an interesting moment. And again, Paul Pelosi, what's so fascinating is he has his underwear on. But he's still wearing a button-down shirt. I saw that, too. Isn't that fascinating? He was just hanging out in bed, you know. I guess that's what the super wealthy do. They just always got their button-downs on. Yeah, they wear a lot of button-downs. That's weird. I think it would get stuck in the the hair there. But (laughs) all right, let's play the sound of uh, officers entering Paul Pelosi's home as he is holding a hammer or kind of wrestling the hammer away from DePepe. Says, warning, this video shows a violent attack against Paul Pelosi, husband of former house leader Nancy. So the cops are walking up. The, that beep is them turning on the microphone, the yes, microphone which is something they often forget to do. Mm. But in this case, they did. It should always be on. Interesting. And then they think they're at the wrong house, which is kind of interesting. Knock on the door, obviously. He says, are you yeah. sure this is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the house. What it fucking said, man. 2620, Now you can see why they get the no-knock raids wrong all the time. They didn't even get the right address. Okay, so door's open. What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on right now? I'm not getting an answer. Oh, 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 my. Yikes. The man lunges at Paul with the hammer. You may have seen the video at this point. Heck of a butt crack on the guy. Mm. Oh, jeez. Ever forking ever send backup code three. He knocked him out. Yeah. Uh, is yeah, he knocked, knocked out. out. Paul is completely knocked out. Some kind of gurgling going on. That's probably Paul from uh, when you get hit in the head, you pass out, you know? Wow. Jeez. Okay. So with the release of that, there's no denying what happened. No, there isn't denying what happened. And it's it's horrible. And uh, hopefully that puts to rest some conspiracy theorists that they were having wild, wacky sex. Because, again, to Pepe, Paul is too hot for him. Let's be honest. <laughs> and dare I say to Pepe, it's probably too old for Paul. All right. Hi-oh. So that was a way that officers can handle the situation and mm-hmm. they can stop it. And again, kudos to those officers. Um, it is interesting. I've seen Eric Gardner got a, a tackled much faster yes. for doing much less uh, yes. than the man with the hammer. But nonetheless, uh, they saved Paul's life mm-hmm. and 
good on them. And what a horrific scene. And now Oof. I understand why Nancy needed to have that exorcist come and have an exorcism at the house yeah. because of that butt crack on David. Yeah, Did you see that? Thing? It's a spooky crack. That's a long one. I haven't seen Say crack. no to crack, my friend. Yeah. Tell that to Mike Lindell. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on and discuss what happened with Tyree Nichols. Now let's discuss the con- let's ta- discuss race. Number one, the four officers that are being charged with second degree murder. They're all black. Uh, one dude, Justin Smith. Another dude, Emmett Martin. The the third, another dude, Desmond Mills Jr., Demetrius Haley, and Tadarius Bean. Now these people, uh, these are officers. They have all been charged with second degree murder. Now the body cam footage, as of this recording, has not yet been released, but it is going to be. Horrific. I haven't seen this happen before where the heads of law enforcement are almost getting us prepared yeah. because it's going to be horrible. And I think they want to try to avoid. And obviously what's going on in Atlanta right now, all of this is going to be tied in. Yes. Uh, this is Memphis, Tennessee, close uh, relative of Georgia in many ways. So they know that this is going to spark outrage. They moved quickly. And I think that is a good thing in order to stem some of the violence that we saw again in Minneapolis in 2021. There are some people saying uh, perhaps it's not a coincidence that these officers are all black. And because of that, they they moved and they got the charges much quicker than someone like a Derek Chauvin. Right. I don't want to play that game. Derek Chauvin, I think, taught us that, first of all, cops are being more held accountable. And yes, it did take too long. Mm -hmm. This is now um, post Chauvin. Mm-hmm. And I think that hopefully police precincts across the country are like, we got to go. We got to get this stuff done. Right. As we know, if you let it simmer, it doesn't go away. Not in the area of social media, mm-hmm. maybe in the nineties or before 2000, before the smartphone in 2000, what, seven, eight, right. You could just kind of let the people forget, you know, Ferguson seems like a bl- Let them forget, right, right. you know, we'll, they'll move on. They'll get tired. They'll move on. But I don't believe that race had anything to do with this. These people, once you get behind the badge, you're not white, Asian, black, whatever, you are blue, as we said. So I want to play Ben Crump. Now, Ben Crump, he has been on the front lines of civil justice for a long time. He focuses on the black community. And this is what he had to say when it comes to the arrest of these officers. And I think he does this in a really great way. He's representing the Nichols family. And obviously, the criticisms of Benjamin Crump are... They, they see him as sort of some people will criticize him as almost a race, a, a racial ambulance chaser, whatever. I don't give uh, credence to those things because at the end of the day, uh, there's nothing wrong with number one, making money. It's America. And number two, these people need justice. And that's what he's trying to provide. Right. And it's the same thing with like people being upset with the head of like Black Lives Matter. Perhaps the organization was a little corrupt. The narrative I, I still believe in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, people make a lot of money off of far worse things. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, and those people aren't highlighted. Well, you and, know what I'm saying? I mean, look at, again, Donnie. And Crump wins. Like, he actually he gets wins. convictions. He gets justice. He gets settlements. He does. And so, I think he's got a good point of view on this, sort of not nullifying, but discussing the race of the officers but also pointing out how this needs to be a blueprint mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. And we can have a conversation about the race of the officers if and when, sadly, something like this happens again. If the pigmentation of the officers that commit the crime that is very similar to what these officers did, if they meet a different set of standards, mm-hmm. then I think we have something that we can address right, right. and uh, and needs to be figured out. 
But Benjamin Crump, uh, this is him at the press conference for the Nichols family. And uh, let's just hear what he has to say. We want to proclaim that this is the blueprint going forward for any time, any officers, whether they be black or white, will be held accountable. No longer can you tell us we got to wait six months to a year, even though we got a video with evidence of the excessive force and the crime. No more can you tell us that anymore, because with these five black officers, you all moved it swiftly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very true. And so he brings that point in. And then I think he also makes a fantastic point where, OK, this is now precedent then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, this yeah. needs to be held as precedent. Yeah, I mean, sure. it reminds me of Rodney King all over again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, those officers in the 90s being acquitted and that led to mass protest once again and riots. And, riots, and that was scary. To, I mean, I wasn't obviously here. I was 11. But I remember watching it on TV and it was scary. And I've spoken to a couple of L.A. natives and they discuss it. And it's a real it was really devastating. It was a war right. zone. <laughs> it was time. a war zone. That's yeah. what people were saying. And we can't have that. We just cannot have that any longer. So, yes, they were they are black. But as Crump says, Ben Crump says, this needs to be the guiding principle then going forward. Um, This is according to Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis. She said she wasn't prepared for what she witnessed in the video. Again, this is a Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis. Now, Memphis is known for... Elvis and crime. <laughs> and uh, there's some good trap music and stuff that comes out of Mem- Memphis. We had a great time <laughs> on Beale Street. We had like, <laughs> such a magical night. And then the next night I read the paper, there were like seven people dead on Beale Street. And I was like, we had a great time. Wow. <laughs> wasn't us. But this is what she had to say. And again, this will shed light on just how horrific the video is. She says, in my 36 years in law enforcement, <sighs> I don't think I have witnessed the disregard for a human being displayed in this video. Oh, wow. So, again, by the time you're listening to this, you've probably seen the video. We have not yet. And it's going to suck. I might have to take a shot of whiskey. I might have to break my dry jan a little early. Um, This is according to um, law enforcement and some other local residents. They are preparing for protests. Um, The Nichols family said that they want all demonstrations to remain peaceful. This is according to Rodney Wells, Tyree Nichols' stepfather. He says, we want peace. We do not want any type of uproar. We do not want any type of disturbance. Please, please protest, but protest safely. And I hope that they do. And hopefully, again, the arrest of these five officers can give the protest a little bit of light. Mm-hmm, and yeah, hopefully it can right. say a little bit of justice right. is, is, you Maybe. know, at the very least in the process of happening. Because I know that was one of the things that happened with Chauvin when he's just sitting in his house. Yeah. And right. all the other officers are just sitting in their house, getting mm-hmm. their pension, not even fired. I don't right. believe at that point. Right. It led to a lot more anger because people didn't. They're like, this isn't enough. Well, then. And I'm not excusing any kinds of violence or physical destruction or destruction of the. They burnt down a freaking police department. Probably not good. I'm sure some people needed that. Right. But one of the reasons why the anger was able to really permeate and really get stronger and more intense was because there were no freaking charges being dropped. And we all saw the 10 minute goddamn video. Absolutely. Even if Ye wants to say it was about fentanyl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This um, it just shows how swift they can move. And I, it and could how, possibly yeah. be because they knew when the video gets released, it's going to be 
controversial and already. And contra- so maybe- hopefully not controversial. Hopefully everyone can look at this and, and to be like, honest. Some- right. <laughs> well, then, I mean, yeah, protest fun. inducing, riot inducing, so on and so forth. And it's just like to put it out um, to to get these c- convictions already, right, of these five officers. Not convictions, but charges. Indictments, sorry, excuse yeah. me, the indictments already, they're probably hoping to quell some of that. And you do have to say that the the police chief, they also have a new DA in the county. These were all changes that were, like, just made in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, you know, it is about accountability, and that's what they're going to try to get. And again, this was a traffic stop that... Uh, led to devastating consequences for Mr. Nichols. Each officer, this is really interesting. And again, this is why the video is going to be hard to see. Each officer is charged with second degree murder, aggravated assault, two counts of aggravated kidnapping, two counts of official misconduct and official oppression. Um, It was a stop in the Hickory Hill neighborhood around 8.22 p.m., uh, there was an altercation between Nichols and several officers. They, the pepper spray was the pepper spray was deployed. Nichols then fled on foot before a second confrontation with police. He experienced serious uh, injuries at this location and was later taken to the ambulance. Um, the elapsed time period before the ambulance was called uh, was unknown at this point. So I Ugh. think we'll figure that out. Um, again, as the video comes out, according to Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland of Strickland Propane and Propane Accessories, <laughs> oh. he says, since learning of this tragic event, transparency and swift methodical action have been our top priorities because the family of Mr. Nichols and our citizens deserve nothing less. The actions of these officers were awful and no one, including law enforcement, is above the law. I assure you that we will do everything we can to keep this type of heinous act from happening again. Wow. So they, Oof. this is the reaction is the, what's the kidnapping charge about? Oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad and it's going to be hard to right. see. And again, the officers, it seems like the police department also, I mean, you know, Memphis, there's a large black community there. Um, they have a long history, obviously in the town, you know, it's sun record. I mean, it's like the, the Memphis is so fucking right, cool, right? right? It's like historic for America, music, culture, in Memphis. And um, thank God that these arrests were made mm-hmm. now because it looks if the if it was opposite, if they released the video and hadn't had charges oh, yet. Wow. Just judging from, again, someone 36 years in law enforcement saying they've never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. This is a cop talking. Right. You know, yeah, right, right, right. Whew, I mean, have to strap in because I, I don't even know if I'll be able to. I might just have to look at pictures. Right. I don't know. It's so. so then again, it's important to see what can happen yeah. when you get blinded by the power of the badge. Well, and hopefully, Mr. Crump is correct that this becomes the blueprint. That this becomes the precedent exactly. for when these kinds exactly. of things happen. I mean, Corey Bush and those folks are absolutely right to call for that same kind of justice in Atlanta. I mean, anytime someone dies as a result of law enforcement. It needs to be investigated. Absolutely. And to quote the mayor of Memphis right there, no one is above the law. And also, that includes law enforcement. I would argue why the fuck the SWAT team was called in uh-huh. when well, it comes is, to Atlanta. And Brian Kemp, I mean, there it is. You can see it. it's night and day there between the mayor of Memphis and Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp talking about back in the blue after they just murdered a protester. Right. I mean, it's just the disparity. It's hopefully, again, as Mr. Crump said, this becomes a precedent when law enforcement kills anybody. And I, yeah, I don't, I, 
it's like, I guess in theory, it's like, well, in, in Georgia, they're going to have a training facility for the cops. You're like, well, okay, good, a training facility. And then they did it all wrong and it led to the death of somebody. Exactly. How can they, not, what is happening? Yeah. If any other institution did this, if any other company acted this way. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, my God. Right. You any know? other government agency. I mean, the NFL almost canceled their entire season because of Damar Hamlin and he lived. Thank God. Anyway. All right. And just lastly, lastly here. Uh, when it comes to um, just some minutia that's going on within the uh, government here in America, um, George Santos said he's unsure if he's going to vote for Ilan Omar uh, to be kicked off of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, <laughs> Republican Ken Buck says uh, he opposes kicking Ilan Omar off of the uh, Foreign Affairs Committee. Of course, Ilan Omar also from Minnesota. But that is just kind of funny that. Can you imagine if your fate was in the hands of George Santos, of Katara? <laughs> the guy? I'd be like, can't, "What? Lip sync for your life?" Yeah, good grief! <laughs> wow. Anyway, and yeah, that story we're not going to cover it anymore because it's been hashed out. But everything that he could lie about, he did. I was saying before the show, I'm almost starting to like him. Oh, I yeah. really am because every other politician lies, but like about like going to war, he just lied about like everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, all of it. I feel bad for that the person you he stole from in Brazil, but other than yeah. that, you know, you know, he's gonna be great when he goes on um, the Mass Singer. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna have a whole career, oh, he's gonna a whole thing. It's gonna be great. Oh. America's most lying politician. You have any idea how difficult that is? That's to do? hard. You worked. It's you worked hard. At it. mm-hmm. It's hard. He's the elite among when Santos, and you can see the defender. When Santos lied, no one died. When Santos lied, no one died. It's true. Oh, it's yeah. true. Died. That is true. When Cuomo lied, a Everybody bunch of people died. When Bush lied, people died. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, hopefully these things, again, on a positive side, when it comes to what's happening in Memphis, it does look like the prosecution is moving forward and swiftly. All the statements from Strickland and the head of the uh, the police department there, it seems like they what they saw was so heinous that they knew what they had to do. Right. right. And then obviously with Atlanta, Jesus, Brian, this is, is this going to be his chance to get national recognition as Cuomo got with COVID? Is this his COVID? Is this Ooh. him, you know, back in the blue and stopping the stopping the protesters and no for right. no fourteenth or first amendment for you? I'm str- <laughs> I'm tough on crime. And meanwhile, again, you just. The SWAT team just murdered someone nicknamed Little Turtle. Oh, rest in peace, Little Turtle. Seriously. Stay safe out there, folks. Also, they can spend $90 million of your money to make 100 acres or a 300 acre. uh, Cop City. Cop City. I like Party City better. Oh, yeah. More booze there. They're going out of business. What? Are they really? Yeah. No oh. parties anymore. Mm, damn. Just cop cities, all of them. Oh, all my the God. Country. It's all cop cities. All, all the party cities into cop cities. Uh, featuring live Katara every Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> We're right. at, it's back the blue bar here right. in Cop City. Well, now I'm on board. <laughs> now Sweet. I'm going. Uh, here we go. Yep. I think just the ultimate irony is that was your training exercise, uh, cops in Atlanta, and you failed miserably. You failed big bad. time. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks for supporting all the shows on Sirius and all the shows here on the network. Do we have anything else? Perhaps Travis and I will hit the road with Hail Yourself at some point. I'm speaking with my manager about that. And yeah, so who knows what this year has in store, but it will be fun. It will be good. And hopefully some positive changes occur. Mm -hmm. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail Yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. 
Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.